It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Juan Williams. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. Artificial intelligence producing some real results for hospital patients who need care quickly. Ask anyone who works in the medical field. The work is exhausting and seemingly never-ending. But what if AI could pitch in to not only pick up the slack, but also more quickly bring critical information that doctors need to help their patients? I'm surprised that the nurses and the doctors are saying, we want it, we welcome it. Because we're overworked and there's not enough of us. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. We're covering the rise of AI this week, and today that brings us right into the intensive care unit at Northern Westchester Hospital in Mount Kisco, New York. They're using an innovative new machine, which helps better alert doctors and nurses to patients who need help. I'm in the ICU unit. I'm okay. However, what happens when patients are in the ICU is that they can have seizures, and often those seizures are silent seizures. Lauren Simonetti from the Fox Business Network is there. So sometimes a doctor does not know why a patient isn't waking up and they perform all of these expensive and time-consuming tests, often involving moving a patient and giving them medicine that they might not need when they might actually be experiencing the silent seizure. So I'm here in the ICU where there is um, an AI device, it's called Cerebell. It was literally brought in by the human doctor John, who was looking at the situation and saying, wow, we need these technicians to perform these tests to determine if a patient is having a seizure. But A, we do not have enough of the human workers to do that. And if we did, we'd need to have them 24-7 around the clock. So they they brought in this device to supplement the work that they're doing. And it it literally looks like a headband. And on this headband are 10 electrodes. Um, I guess you can say they look like water paint pellets, 10 of them that go around. And all the, it's a registered nurse or a trained technician, but John, I just want to point out that the company told me you can be a fifth grader and have the ability to administer this test. And they press these buttons, the gel goes out onto the patient's forehead and brain, and then in this like little computer the size of our cell phones, they read the brain waves of the patients. That detection, if that person is having a seizure, can happen in as little as five minutes. That's and that's how they're detecting if patients are seizing or not, saving money and time and lives in the end. Absolutely amazing. So this is being put into practice right now. What are doctors saying about how it's working for these patients? So this particular hospital um, really started ramping up the use, I'd say in the beginning of the year, kind of when artificial intelligence became all the rage. Um, they've used it uh, 80 times, and they're using it in about eight or nine of their different hospitals. This is the IC unit, um, and these are neurologists. When you're really speaking about artificial intelligence in healthcare, it's so prevalent in two areas, not this one. It's prevalent in radiology. A radiologist gets hundreds of, of scans they have to go through every single day. 
A, they get tired. B, they go through them one by one. It takes a lot of time. Well, what if an algorithm scanned all of those scans and then put to the top of the queue the ones with big problems, the ones that the human radiologist needs to look at first. That is being done here. So that's how AI is very prevalent in radiology right now. And the other area is pathology, whether it's prostate cancer or pancreatic cancer. You have these treasure troves of, of patient files, of data. And the algorithms are being trained on that data to detect certain patterns of cells that could be cancerous. And in some cases, they're over-diagnosing their accuracy rate and their efficacy rate is, is just, it's so perfect that they're alerting human doctors to then come in and see something the human eye might not have been able to see. And that's when you need the human judgment. Nobody's saying, well, let's remove the doctor from the equation. They're saying, no, let's give the doctor these extra tools, and then that doctor can use bedside manner and judgment to determine this is a problem or this is not. So you've got a mix of the human and artificial intelligence elements here, and it's all for the betterment, obviously, of the patients. And it seems like it's helping the doctors, too, and the radiologists you mentioned, those hours and hours of looking at scans. I mean, we're all human. We all get tired, We all, especially after you're doing the same thing over and over again. But a computer doesn't get tired, and that algorithm, if they can figure it out, doesn't get tired. And then furthermore, let's talk about the cancer prevention here, because I think that's maybe the most interesting and could be um, the most groundbreaking use of AI so far in the healthcare industry. Can they really tell? You said looking at groups of cells, but what other things is AI looking at to try and um, find cancer before it spreads or find something that might turn into cancer before it spreads? Because obviously we don't have a cure. Prevention is a cure right now. Yeah, they can scan uh, close-ups of, of, of certain slides, and the algorithm can read certain patterns that are so hard to detect. And then they can make, say, okay, this is the stage of cancer, for instance, um, and make those recommendations. They're particularly using it. Um, this is Quest Diagnostics, so not where I am right now. Uh, and the tool that they're using is called PAGE. It's developed with Microsoft. It's called P-A-I-G-E. And they're using it for prostate cancer. They say it's a life-saving tool, and the efficacy rate is near perfect. So when you talk about the life-saving potential of technology like that, yeah, it, it really baffles, it, it really uh, it impresses. I spoke with the... Um, the College of American Pathologists, because right now they're actually lob lobbying medical schools and Congress to increase the number of residencies for pathology here because they literally do not, they have a severe pathologist shortage in the United States. So there are certain visa requirements, for instance, for the J-1 visa program where foreign students can come here, they study here, they literally, John, go through six years of training, and then they have to go back to their home country. And they take everything that they learned here and they bring it back home and often they don't come back to the United States. So when we're talking about cancer and the increased number of cases, I mean, just think about that situation where you don't have a human pathologist who can stay in the country to help diagnose and detect and diagnose cancer. Might artificial intelligence someday save your life? It's already helping people in the hospital and the health professionals who are tasked with healing the sick and injured. Lauren Simonetti from the Fox Business Network reporting from an intensive care unit of a hospital today where new AI technology is helping diagnose patients more quickly. Just how accurate is it, though? A big question is AI, along with humans, sometimes do happen upon a false diagnosis. We'll have more on that with Lauren coming up next. I didn't know about the pathologist shortage, so that's news there to me at least. And we have talked at length 
on the Fox News channel and just more on the radio as well about the shortage of nurses in this country with so many of them. I mean, they worked so hard during the pandemic and just got burnt out, decided to maybe take time off or do something else. And now you mentioned a doctor shortage as well with the pathologists here. It seems like AI may be a potential answer um, to filling in some of those gaps. Do you kind of see the same thing from what you've been reporting? I'm surprised that the nurses and the doctors are saying we want it, we welcome it, because we're overworked and there's not enough of us. You know, you always think of, oh, AI is going to replace me or take over so much of my job. They're just going to be busier in different ways and then be able to diagnose faster, plan treatment better. It's called precision medicine. And eventually this is going to lead to the complete personalization of healthcare. A lot of people are talking about this concept of a doc in a box. Literally, in the future, you might walk into a six by eight box and a machine will take your blood and scan your body and get measurements from your, specifically from your waist to your hips because that information can let you know about cardiac health because they have so much data that it's trained on these little uh, details that no one even thinks of can say, oh, maybe you should go get this checked out. You might be vulnerable for this. So this is where where the future is headed. I think in the near future, and one of the doctors here told me this, when you get your mammogram, for instance, typically there are two human doctors that look at it. Um, Now with artificial intelligence, maybe in the near future, one human doctor looks at it and the other doctor is not a doctor, it's artificial intelligence. So that frees up an entire human being to go do something else, right? (laughs) To, To go plan better care for a patient because there is technology at his or her fingertips to be able to do that. So I think it's the, the human qualities, that bedside manner and that judgment Um, that are all the more important. You also, and I said this at the top, that sometimes this technology is over-diagnosing or noticing things. Um, Let's say you get an ultrasound on the breast and it picks picks something up and maybe you should go in and get a biopsy. Well, the human being might say, oh, I've seen this before, let's wait. We don't have to biopsy now. Let's wait three, four months, come back, we'll scan it, we'll see if it went away, we'll see if it got smaller. Right. And they're, um, they're just bringing that human element to the judgment call. Okay, because, yeah, that does happen already with humans, so it could happen with AI also. And it also just kind of gives me the idea that anyone who is dissing AI, be careful, because it might eventually save your life. And you've definitely opened my eyes to the stuff that's going on with artificial intelligence in the hospitals, and it's only going to get more efficient. It's only going to get more prevalent. And it seems like this is the benefit for both the patients and the medical staff, too. So really cool story today, Lauren Simonetti. We appreciate your reporting from the ICU at Northwell Westchester Hospital in Mount Kisco, New York. Thanks, as always, Lauren, for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Anytime. Have a great one. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.